Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to HR Tech Chat. I am Jennifer Dole, and this is my first podcast, and I couldn't be more pleased than to be sharing this time with Larry McAllister, talent and transformation expert, and soon he will be adding author to his title and introduction. So excited. Larry, tell us a little bit about that journey to author. Well, I feel honored that I'm your first guest. This is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I left corporate world a couple of months ago uh, in the effort to start a consultancy and write a book to help all CHROs and all HR people move their talent and transformation and technology into one cohesive ecosystem for the future. So the book is called The Power to Transform. Uh, and it's really my story of the past three and a half years of transforming a culture to catch up to the business. So I'm super excited. Uh, November 15th is the pre-sale and a launch in January. So it's right on us. Very cool. And of course, it's on that journey where we met. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you were one of the first intelligent, super tech people to understand the big picture. Uh, and we, I think at the time when you were at Fuel50, we were the fastest adoption rate of uh, Fuel50 in a company. So I'm, I'm proud we were jointly able to to do that then yeah um we had joint success i'd say and it was always fun to listen and learn and help guide the team so um proud of that that yeah, relationship and your success and it's still there it's still a big part of the culture at netapp so you know the legacy continues yeah very cool so excited to have you here and we're really talking about success right? You've had that success at NetApp and before I had that success at Fuel50 and before, but I, I just want to ask you, you know, do you feel like the definition of success is changing? I 100% do. So I feel I'm calling where we are now uh, a pandemic affected workforce. So, mm -hmm. so the first year of the pandemic was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And where's my toilet paper? The second year was, or the second phase maybe was, where is, what's work gonna be like? How is work gonna be? And now we're understanding what work's gonna be like. And I think success now is about the whole person. I think we're getting much smarter and companies are getting much brighter around mental fitness and well being. You know, trying to remove the stigma of what that means, having real dialogues about mental fitness. Uh, and I think we're gonna see more and more tech companies. Um, HR tech companies and regular companies embrace mental fitness. You know, I was doing some research around EAPs mm -hmm. and it's only like, they only get like 5% engagement. So that tool is not working. So newer tools like better up and coaching imperative and peer coaching, I think are going to become more prevalent. Yeah. And before we get to solutions, um, I agree with you that the definition of success is changing um, for an individual level, right? That pandemic just rocked all of our worlds. We had to adapt so quickly to work, to school for our kids, to how we buy groceries. I mean, yeah. everything changed. And I don't know, I, I don't think people want to go back to like normal. I there, Yeah, I think normal is done. I said this early on in the first year, it's like, it's never going back. I think the power of talent in the marketplace has increased. People are making 
smarter choices about what's best for them and their family or them and their personal life. Uh, and, and talent is much more prudent on the kind of companies and cultures that they want to join because they want it to fit what their lifestyle is. So, you know, when we shut down, I don't want to say it was easy. It was super hard, but everyone shut down at the same time in the same way. So it was a joint sort of feeling of, oh, we're all in the middle of this. Now we're past it in this post-pandemic or pandemic-affected workforce, and everyone's making their own individual choices of how they want to work. Uh, and the smarter companies, the enlightened companies, are embracing that and making that part of success. Yeah, and success right now may, may be changing in that, you know, get a good grades, go to a go, good school, go to a good um, you know, job, get promoted, get promoted, get promoted, have an executive role. Like people are stepping off of that path right now. I agree. You know, I've been to a couple of conferences lately and this idea of, you know, skills, building my skills. How do I understand what skills I need? What's the future? How am I just getting better as a person, better as a worker, expanding my skill base, uh, mastering things is becoming more fulfilling, I think. And a lot, a lot of people are focusing on that as opposed to let me grind 80 hours a week and you know get to the next promotion. It's really changed the way people think about their jobs and young people coming up. You know, if you graduated college four years ago, you're just a pandemic worker. Uh, mm -hmm. And so even your first thoughts of what work is like are completely different than anyone who came before you. So the next generation of, of you know, new to career has an entirely different view of what work is like. And, and it's up to us to help companies cater to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not about giving people, rewarding people with titles anymore. It's rewarding them with skill development. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I think, you know, it was a lot tougher for managers and employees when they talked together to talk about promotions or specific skills because they didn't know. You know, I, I think before this new wave of technology came in in the past five or six years, um, it was harder to have those discussions. It was guessing game. Like, okay, go apply to an internal job. You know, that's all I can do. Now we're able to have better discussions as a manager and employee to say, where do you want to go? What kind of skills do you want to have? How can I get those for you? There's myriad ways inside a company for you to get better. A mentor or even a training or a coach or go share a job or take a gig. So there's a lot more you know, easy to press buttons for managers and employees than there were in the past. Uh, and I think that's accelerating this idea of, I want to just get better. I just want to build my skill base. And there are easier discussions and more opportunities than there's ever been in a company. Yeah. And you've been bringing HR tech into this conversation and HR tech is really enabling this new definition of success. Absolutely. What I say is, you know, I did this, I did this uh, talk at a conference right before the pandemic, the golden age of HR technology. Mm -hmm. The idea was the bots aren't coming to get you. You know, it's not like iRobot or some movie where they're just going to be unleashed on us. I, I say that technology, especially like artificial intelligence and machine learning, gets you to a human conversation faster and mm -hmm. with more data. So the conversations are richer, there's more data, and you can talk about your future in in a framework now, as opposed to a guessing game, even AI recruiting tools, they match, they match candidate to a, to a job instantly. 
So you're you're way quicker talking to a candidate than you've ever been because the technology has gotten you there faster. So our job as managers or leaders is to say, how am I harnessing this HR tech stack to have better, more meaningful conversations with my employees, even my customers? Uh, and so it's definitely sped that up. Uh, and we are in the golden age of HR technology, I believe. Billions of dollars are being spent in HR tech. So mm-hmm. new managers coming up have tools that I didn't have when I was coming right? up. No, it's so different. I mean, I was doing succession planning and performance management on Excel spreadsheets, oh, yeah. transitioning that to PowerPoint to go into binders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I, my very, very first job in HR years ago was as a recruiter. And I would get paper resumes slammed on my desk and I was going through paper resumes. So now to have a, uh, an AI tool say, this is an 87% match to the job and 72% chance this guy's going to return your call. It's <laughs> just incredible. It's right. just incredible. So incredible. And, and in my new role as a research analyst in this industry, one of the things that the themes that I'm hearing over and over again is the technology is allowing for efficiencies and our human ability to be empathetic in mm. and helping our people grow and develop and understand their situation. Um, and I just, I'm hearing that over and over and over again. And I think yeah. that's similar to what you're saying right now. Yeah, when you, almost all of these tools, once you're already inside a company, not necessarily the recruiting tools, um, there's a lot of self-assessment that comes with that easy self-assessment and, and it's not just skill assessment as we were talking about earlier, which is a huge factor, but it's also desire assessment. What sort of brings me energy? What brings me joy at work? What brings me motivation and having, having match, you know, AI matching you to what that means, not only does it inform yourself, it informs your conversations with those around you. Uh, and and so n- desire of what I want to make me happy was taboo to talk about. It was always about the next job. Now I think the walls are coming down. Maybe it's a silver lining from the pandemic, but the walls are coming down around what a whole person approach means. And a lot of these tools are are going after that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about kind of empathy for the employee, but empathy for the managers too. Totally. I mean, their jobs got tougher during the pandemic, didn't they? There's no harder job than being like a frontline or second line manager, right? So you're not you're not all the way at the top making all the big decisions, uh, and you have 20 people reporting to you. So you have to navigate you have to navigate what's going on in the company, understand it, as well as keep 20 people or 15 people inspired, motivated, and aligned to the mission, all at the same time, uh, understanding that we're in this you know pandemic affected workforce. And what does that mean for each individual? So it's it's there's there's a bigger burden for managers to think about what their employees want. But I think some of these tools are giving you a language and roadmap to how you have those discussions. Yeah. And what I've always been impressed by you, Larry, is this ability to bring these different solutions together into an ecosystem. Right. I mean, I think, and that's what I'm doing in my consulting a little bit is, you know, we did it not at building a um, building an ecosystem for high performing teams. And the four elements of that are activate yourself, mm-hmm. activate the team, activate the enterprise and activate the future. And those four are all interlinked. And then what you overlay on that is your HR tech stack. How is the HR tech stack and your talent strategy symbiotic, cohesive and enterprise wide? 
I think some companies want to just go buy a piece of software or a platform, turn it on and pray. And that's not how it works. You know, you talk about the entire HR tech stack, the entire talent strategy. So employees really understand what it all means together. And, and you know, that helps them understand that this company cares about me, right? That's that's what we were starting to get back during the pandemic. You care about us. And to hear that is better than any employee engagement score because you know that's going to drive engagement. But what a powerful way to hear that they're engaged. I hope that's a preview of your book. <laughs> that's part of it. That's a big part of it for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, you, you're going to, I think you're starting to see that more and more in your work that an ecosystem is way more important than what individual piece of HR tech you bring or what individual training you bring in. The ecosystem is becoming a much, you know, biggest, biggest goal of, I think, a company now. Yeah. So it's not just kind of one solution provider thinking about the employee experience or the manager experience or even HR's experience, but it's how they interact together to exactly. create this experience. Exactly. And now what we're seeing and what we need to get better at, and maybe you'll do some research on this going forward, is data you're now getting on the back end of these HR tech companies is data you've never got before. Most of our data would be around what does the Pulse survey say? And what does maybe your HR data say about promotions or retention or uh, you know, transfers? Now you're getting stuff from coaching where that's really, it's anonymized of course, but there's stuff you get from coaching data you would never get from a Pulse survey because mm -hmm. they're talking about themselves, individual precision development at scale, which you don't get from a Pulse survey. So you have a Pulse survey, you have data from a coach, you have data from like a Fuel 50, whereas what skills do people want to build? What jobs do they want to get? And if you can start tying those things together, you have a much more informed talent strategy. You know, I think that really helped us during the pandemic to, to sort of make decisions and message how we were going to go back to work, how we're going to move in a hybrid environment, because we had all of this data from so many different systems tied together. Uh, and I think that is a an un sort of uncovered gem uh, that I think companies are going to start really digging into more than they have in the past. Right. So it's, it's not just about automating tasks anymore. It's, it's the data that comes from within the automation. Exactly. That's, that's changing the way that we manage people. We perform in our job. Is that what you're Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I'm glad you made that point, because I think people feel technology as I can do something faster. And and that's the base of it. But the intelligence now, the artificial intelligence, the intelligence of the data that's coming out of it, the cross pollination of this data to form one view or a couple of views of what the future is, makes the company smarter, helps managers manage better and helps individuals drive their careers in ways they never thought of before and drive their home life in ways they never thought before, right? They're, they're those, I used to say, you know, this is what killed work-life balance. <laughs> now that this pandemic, there's no such thing. So you have to make your own, you have to, the line of demarcation of work and um, home is gone. Mm -hmm. So each individual is deciding what their demarcation line is and what does that look like? And it's different for everyone. So when we all shut down at one time, we all had the same feeling. Now we're turning it on. So every individual, we're turning on 
11,000 light switches individually. And there's no way to do that without this kind of technology and data to help inform that because it's so difficult to understand how um, all these people are ticking differently without some of this accelerated data we're getting. Yeah, and that accelerated data is helping to personalize the experience, just like you see in these kind of consumer grade applications and and you know TV shows and recommendations like the Netflix and the Amazon. It's yeah. you know we're used to that, right? <laughs> we're all part of a giant algorithm in the sky. <laughs> so when our we say design. like, hey, this is making it better, right? Like I don't have to scroll through. TV channels anymore. Like Netflix is surfacing for me what I'm gonna like to watch next. <laughs> right. And they're and they're getting better and better. You know, from the very beginning till now, it's gotten much, much better. And you know, what when, when we worked with Fuel 50, when I was working with you, the idea of, hey, here's six other jobs in this company that might be right for you. You would never think of four of those six, probably. And I think that really, really helps open your mind to what career is open your mind to what options are. And I always say this, you know, the data shows, and I think this is getting better, the difference between males and females when they're applying for the job, males will be like, hey, I'm 60% there, I'll apply. And, and females want to have a much higher match. But with tools like, like Fuel 50, to say, have you thought about this job? We think you, you could be right for this job. You do? Oh my God, that's great. Let me look into this in a different way. So I think it's helping people break barriers of, oh, I could never do that. You know, the, the walls of, I don't think I can do it are being broken down by AI technology. Yeah, it's it's that kind of transparency and that um, democratization is just giving more people opportunities to and see what they're capable of, see what they can become. And just because you've been on one career path with one set of skills doesn't mean that those skills don't transition. Right. And it's just open, open people's eyes to what is transferable? What do I need to get different? What do I need to grow in uh, in ways that, that are, are much easier to understand? And I think, um, you know, people who are, if you, if you think about people who are just coming out of college, say their experience with technology is this should be so easy, so quick, predictive to what I want to do. And then you come to a company that doesn't have any of that. It's like, what am I back in the stone ages? So having, having technology now inside a company that's equal to consumer grade technology, I think makes um, you know that generation coming in feel like, oh, I can do anything here. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, what I hear you saying is that it is possible for the new definition of success that individuals have to be, um, it, it can be achieved in the business world. And Absolutely. Organizations are adapting. Absolutely. I think, I think now that, you know, whenever someone is doing something new, whenever you're doing a transformation, the first question is, What's the ROI on this going to be? Why would I break my neck to, 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 you know, I don't know how this is going to turn around. Now the ROI is obvious. You're seeing people move to different jobs. You're seeing them build skills. You're seeing them ask for things that might not have been feasible in the past. So I think success is broader than it's ever been. Uh, and the ways to be successful are much easier to tap into. So I think, you know, the straight up the ladder, 
Um, and, you know, some people want to do that for sure, but not everyone. And I think it's easier for those to say, let me try different things. You know, one of the best things that happened to me early in my career, I was coming up in HR, a guy who was in a logistics job, uh, fell ill and was out for a year. So I took over this logistics job to figure out how to deliver medical devices to hospitals coming off the factory and shipping. And I had no background in that, but that's how my mind works, you know, tying everything together. That's just my basic core principle. So what an exciting year for me to be able to do that. And like, you know, you walk out of there going, I can do anything. I can do anything. And this company gave me this opportunity. I'll, I'll always love that company for giving me this opportunity. So those, those moments in your career are just, you remember them forever. Yeah, you do. It's those moments. It's those relationships that you remember and you bring forward, right? I mean, you're just, you're doing that for lots of other people, right? Right, right. like that happened to me, I want to pass that on to others, right? Try it, try it, try it. You know, I want to go back to the term you use, democratization. Mm -hmm. uh, I completely believe in that. And we we talked about that in this, in this ecosystem. So if you think about, you know, activating yourself, the idea was you can get a coach right? Democratizing coaching years ago, I gave up on coaching because it was always at the top. It was always for executives who are jerks and you're trying to fix them with the coach. Uh, it's so difficult to get ROI and it's super expensive. Now it's democratized, better up, imperative. There's several that do that. Uh, so you as an individual, like my EA uh, got a coach and then got promoted to a new job. Yes. And then, you know, with the Pulse survey, it used to be corporate would go into a room and come back two years later to solve your problems. Now we want to democratize it. You as your team, don't get beat up about it. You as your team, use that data to help your team get better, right? So that idea of democratize, democratize your career with the Fuel 50, right? Those kind of things um, in your own hands as an employee is, is so expansive. You know, yeah. I think democratization is, is the answer. And I started at the democratization at all employees have access to this. And then we started building things as we went up the stack. So democratiz democratization was my first goal uh, in that ecosystem talent strategy. Yeah. And giving access to tools and resources to people that had never had it before. And you were doing it in different languages around right. the world. I mean, that's a complex challenge and you solved it. Yeah, and it does. It shrinks the world. You know, if you're on, you know, I think people feel the farther away I am from headquarters, the different time zone I'm on, if I'm an underrepresented group, you know, I may not get the same opportunities, but these kind of enterprise-wide HR tech stacks tied together, it shrinks the world. You could get a gig in a different country. You could get um, an opportunity to talk to a coach in your own language Right. So that's the idea of the world has shrunk because of technology and you're we're all closer to the same things because we're all using the same tools. And that's, I think, you know, that permanent tattoo, you know, that, that you live and breathe it all in the same tools. So the whole company, the whole company's feeling it. Yeah, there's a common language, a common practice. You're as a company, you're known for that. Right. Right. And it's attractive because. People now are asking, you know, candidates are asking, what's the hybrid work policy and how am I going to build my skills and career there? And you have to have really real answers for that because they know, right? They can understand. They, they they can talk to people in your company and they can see what you're promoting on like a LinkedIn or whatever. So having answers to those two questions, um, 
it, you, you don't get to, to the interview if you can't answer those two questions with real answers and future future oriented answers for candidates. It's it's the current trade now. Hey, they are more informed about themselves, their worth, their value, and they're expecting that in return. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the I hope I get a job and I hope to be promoted little by little for 20 years is just archaic. It's like, what what am I going to do this year? How am I going to move my career this year? Like, what's now? Uh, what, what, what impact am I making now? What does your company do around um, helping their communities? Yes. What does your company do about helping underrepresented groups get the same opportunities? You know, it's a much more thoughtful, you know, um, full thought about what a company does for you as well as what you could do for the company. So that relationship is evolving in a good way towards what we've always wanted it to be. And I think technology and mindset is really helping that accelerate. Yeah. So we have talked about so much today and I don't want to overwhelm someone that may just be starting out on this journey. So what is your advice to someone about the kind of next three steps that they should take to moving towards this vision that you're laying out for us? Yeah, so if, I do think the idea of a talent ecosystem, and I laid out the four ways that we did it and I recommend it, just answer questions about what does that look like in your company? You don't have at least a working discussion around what does an ecosystem look like in our company. And then I think for HR folks, you are a technologist. You may not feel it, but you have to be yeah. because HR technology is all around us. IT may not be ready to bring it to you. So what we did is we had an HR tech parade and brought in 16 vendors, including U50 and better up, and, and then decided, what do all these things do? I, I felt lost, right? I was like, I haven't looked at this in a couple of years. So to see what's in the market, so putting your, you know, diving into uh, the HR tech world, I think is super important for HR folks just to know what's out there. And then step three would be, how do those two things come together? How do you marry those two things together? Um, and it doesn't mean you're going to solve all of it in year one. You know, it's a two, three year journey, but at least there's a, 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 a story that you can now fashion for employees to be like, here's where we're going. Look at this entire idea of how we're supporting you and moving you around. So think cohesively, think ecosystem, understand what technology is out there. And it's confusing. There's a lot. So sometimes you have to ask somebody, at least help me with one of the five sort of areas I can look into. Yep. And then third, how do you marry those together and turn that into, you know, a, a cohesive, easy to understand story? Yep. Very good. Well, great advice, Larry. It was so cool to connect with you again. Yes. I appreciate you um, spending some time here on HR Tech Chat and um, look forward to that book coming out on, again, November 15th. So we're in pre-sale November 15th. So you can get it for really cheap on that day, special <laughs> sale price on November 15th. And then it'll be really in bookstores and everything in January. Very cool. And are you going to have like a website or how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more after reading the book? Yeah, I think step one is I'm always on LinkedIn, Larry McAllister. Uh, and then I do have a website, the Corporate Humanist Consultancy. Uh, you can see me there and that's where you can understand sort of what I'm what I'm consulting on. But either one of those uh, and then you'll be able to follow the book as well and, and start a community around all of us helping each other move forward to help employees grow. 
Awesome. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, Jennifer. Talk soon. Okay, bye.